life, fitness, mindfulness, and nutrition. This is the Self-Help Shark Podcast with Brett and Morgan. Welcome to our episode of the Self-Help Shark Podcast. I'm Morgan. And I'm Brett. And friends, last week we started talking about like, um, kind of like life tips that we use every day in our own lives that, um, to help you. Uh, we decided that the weekly check-in wasn't really helpful um, or being listened to, so we want to direct that energy back to you. So one thing that I feel like is really important that I learned this week is um, kind of the idea of having integrity. So for one of my assignments in class, uh, we were asked to go through an ethics scenario of like, like here's what you're supposed to be doing as a teacher, and here's what the school wants, and here's what the family wants, and yada yada, blah blah. And there were a couple scenarios where I had to like really think like, what did I want? What did I want to do as a person, as a teacher, to um, deal with the situation? So one of them, I was like, this is a no-brainer. You know, this kid can't be tackling other kids at school. You got to talk to the parents about this and set some boundaries. And then the other one was basically, um, these aren't real examples, so I'll just, I'll just say them. Basically, the other prompt that I got was, um, this little boy liked to play with frilly dress-up things in the dress-up center at the school that he was at. His dad was not a fan of that, didn't want him doing that, and then me as a teacher had to decide what to do about it, and so it was... It was a it was a really good learning experience, which is what it was designed to do, because it helped me realize like, what would you do? Would you ignore the parent and let them play in the center, or would you say no, you're banned from the center, even though it's like developmentally for the child, it's really good for them to be able to creatively express themselves, even if there's kind of a stigma against girls' dresses and boys wearing that. Um, not that I agree with the stigma, I just stating facts that there's stigmas and so what I chose to do was I looked in my heart and I was like I want to try to have the best of both worlds I want to respect the family because they have roles that it's my job to respect them but I also need to respect the development of the child so what I ultimately said was um was to try to find alternate alternative things for him to do and the dramatic play, like give him clothing that wasn't as frilly, but so that he could still use it, but still make dad happy or whatever. And I don't feel like that was the absolute best outcome, but I feel like with me keeping my integrity, I feel like that was the best outcome. And that's something that I've, I kind of decided is important to me this week is just like, do what you think is right, even if everybody else might disagree with you or if it's hard to do so um that would be a tricky s- scenario that's why because I it. because if you're looking because there's you gotta look at it at two perspectives mm-hmm. well you have three perspectives to look at it um, the kid's perspective um you have to look at because to him he just might be playing dress up 
That's all it is. Like, I don't think like, he. That yeah. might be his he's, only. That might be his only intention, is to play dress up, and the only thing there is to in that center to dress up as, in is dresses, maybe, that's the scenario. That, that's a perspective you have to look into. Then you also have to look into the perspective of, um, the dad, the client, which is the dad. Mm -hmm. Alright, is this the behavior you allow your son to partake in at home? Because all about those settings and those places are to give them a normalized setting. It gives the kids a normalized setting while the parents are not able to be there for them. Well, so the point of going to preschool is to build their social emotional skills, their math, their science, their reading skills. One thing that I like to explain to people, and hope, and I try not to be rude about this, but a lot of people are like, oh, well, you work for a preschool. That's the same thing as a daycare. No, it no, is not. No, there, no there's there two. is There is, but like... The be, uh, but the beginning of preschool is just, like, teaching them the normology of society. Teaching well, them... Let me put it this way. At my center, even our infants, six weeks to 12 to 18 months, have curriculum. It might be curriculum like have them look at paint on a paper and see if they can slap their hand in it and make a picture, but that's still curriculum. And yeah. so my important job is to, I work with three-year-olds, so my important job is to fill, facilitate and build an environment for them to practice specific behaviors and learn specific things that are part of their growth and development. And so like, I understand that not everybody understands the area, and that's totally fine. I didn't understand it before I went into the field. But every, between zero and three years old, so birth to three years old, all the way up to like eight years old, everything that child sees, does, hears, tastes, whatever, he or she absorbs that. And, and that's like used to make their future decisions in life. That's how they build their personalities. So like... It was kind of a hard decision for me because I was like, well, okay, this little boy, on like the basic level, it's a sensory experience. If he's like putting on the dress or whatever it was and like, I don't think his intention was to be like, oh, screw dad. I think it was more like, oh, like this is kind of interesting. It feels fluffy or whatever it was and um, I'm interested in this. And then it was also like a social emotional experience because... He, the little boy looks at himself in the mirror, he sees whatever color hair, he sees himself as a child, and then he sees him in his, in his dress, and he can, it helps him build, like, self-esteem and the self-conscious and all these other things. So, at the end of the day, I was like, I gotta advocate for the child, but I gotta do it respectfully, because part of our code of ethics that we're learning about is we do have to respect the family's culture at home, so... That was just kind of, I know that was a long-winded thing that none of you probably understood or cared about, but I'm just saying that that was an ethical thing kind of that I learned how to practice in my life is uh, to do the right thing, even if it's hard to do, even though all I wanted to do was be like, yeah, when the dad's not here, I let the kid do whatever the hell he wants, but I can't do that. And I even wrote that in the paper that I had to write about. I even wrote that, like, as much as I want to do this, if the, if the dad asks me, I can't tell, I can't lie to him, and I can't just keep him out of the center, but I also can't, like, you know, I can't, th there's some restrictions I just can't put on stuff, and 
Yeah, so I guess that's food for thought is just like what would you do if you had like an ethical dilemma and that's what I chose to do. I, to be honest, I, in, in the live, in like actual situation if that would happen, I probably wouldn't do that but like thinking about what I would, what I would do overall, like that's what I think I'd do and I feel like that's the best answer. So I guess that's what I learned this week was how to really be true to yourself and make decisions that you feel are right to yourself even though they may not benefit everybody because you got to follow your beliefs and the beliefs of others so yeah that's what that's a little bit of what I gotta say I just dropped a heavy bomb on bread <laughs> it's like integrity just morality she does what I normally do to her think bomb I was uh, going real basic today I'm going to be real mellowed out, down, and I'm going to, um, I am continuously learning how to change my relationship with food. That's good. I was, I used to eat a lot of food. I used to like food. I still like food. I like to cook. I don't know anybody who doesn't like food. I love food. I love to cook. I love all this stuff. Oh my god, it takes so long for me to understand my, my relationship with food because I have it on so many different boundaries that a lot of people can't say they have. Because I like to cook. I like to cook a lot of food. I like to cook multiple types of food. I could cook Mexican, Italian, like whatever. Really, I understand the chemistry between food and the chemistry between what tastes good, what's palatable, and what's awesome. I know how to change your, I know how to change the different flavor profiles and certain things to make it taste yummy or make it taste similar to certain things. I know how to replace ingredients and do all of these cool little things with food. And then I realized I was eating too much of my own food. Is there it, are worse problems in the world to have, man. There is worse problems in the world to have. Really quickly, do you want to know what... So, I, guys, I went to the doctor to get something looked at, and they wanted to get my blood drawn. And so and so, I went to get my blood drawn, and I was explaining, I was like, I need a countdown before you poke it in, and I'm not going to look. And she's just like, okay. And so I was explaining how I have a couple tattoos. I'm like, yeah, like, tattoos don't bother me, but I can't, like, look at them, and I need a countdown. And she's like... And she said, well, good thing is we'll never have to worry about you doing any drugs. And I'm like, I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was probably like the most like legit thing. But anyways, I just thought that was an interesting point. I was like, you're not wrong. That's like Unless your most... drug is food. Are you really going to shoot up food? I don't know. That's how feeding tubes work. Okay. All right. Keep going with your point okay. about food, bro. <laughs> Jesus. All right. I learned how to change my relationship for uh, food and eat smaller quantities and not to eat and to also eat healthier on a daily basis. Okay, what did that what did I just tell you? What did that mean? What have I been doing? Okay. So I've been cooking my own food for a while. I've been initiating and slowly transitioning to a cleaner diet. Or cleaner. I, I don't like using the word diet because you never follow through with them. They're just like my exes who did never follow through on their promises. Different story for another day, but anyways. Damn. 
<laughs> Damn! I know a couple of those actors. Damn, bruh. Jesus. I feel like I need ice for that. That wasn't even about me. Jesus. Okay. I'm going to just sit over here and like process whatever the fuck Brett just laid down. <laughs> Anyways. Oh my God. Okay. Food to me has been getting a little bit out of control. You can eat healthy, but once you start eating too much of that same healthy food, you start getting sick of it, or you start getting more weight because you're just eating a lot of that healthy food. Issue of on my part. So I am reestablished. So I cut out like I cut out ninety percent of the bad food in the last two months. Okay, cut most of that out. I go out to eat once, uh, one to two times a week. But maybe zero times a week. But mostly I go out to eat one to two times a week just to have that nice refresher of like a lazy meal and things like that and not have to burn myself out on eating the same foods over and over again. So it's kind of like a little treat, a kind of reward. But when I do have those meals, that is, that is usually the only meal I eat besides my early morning protein shake. And... So, I've been understanding supplements a lot more. I've been understanding what they're doing to cut out calories, to cut out sugars, fats, to introduce uh, new types of food. And the reason why I wanted to do all this and share this information because it is the hardest thing in the fitness, workout, whatever you want to call it, environment to eat extremely healthy and lean. It sounds easy, okay? It sounds easy. Eat chicken breasts and broccoli for dinner. Eat oatmeal in the morning. Eat. I had to have a protein shake for lunch. Sounds easy, right? It sounds easy. That That's an easy life. Did you just want to tell me? Kind of, but I didn't mean to. Jesus, dude. Okay. But that sounds like an easy life. But then that life is like, what do you do when you get sick and tired of all that food? Like, what do you do? What do you do? So, I have learned to go into my mental state of being inside of uh, meditation. All right. To understand what food is actually for you. And that was uh, enlightenment I was able to have, or like hashtag get woke, that I have learned and established to myself. It is okay once in a while to go out to eat, go find something really good to eat, go make something that's like incredibly super like unhealthy. Well, doing that once in a while won't hurt me, it won't kill me, it won't do anything bad for me. But the thing is, is that what most people miss the point on food and the stuff you drink and the stuff you take in is all fuel for your body that you need to operate throughout the day. So it's kind of like the, so I have researched a bunch of philosophy and a bunch of ideologies based on the fact that you are literally what you eat. We all have heard that joke so many times. Mm -hmm. You are what you eat. Mm -hmm. 
So I started putting that in my mind, started rotating that, mulling that around, and then I realized, well, if you're gonna be a sluggish person throughout most of the day, you got and you're like you don't know what's wrong with you, you've seen a lot of therapists, you've seen a lot of other people, you work out a lot, and like I was having that sort of issue, and then I realized my the way I was eating really sucked for the type of person I am trying I want to be. So I took down and made a food journal, wrote down everything I ate in a day. Didn't cut anything out for one day. Then I realized how much crap I was putting into my body. It was a lot of crap. Sounds I think so I counted up to 15,000 calories. Jesus, dude. Yeah, it was nuts. Damn. Between like all the snacking and all the, I think I was eating like five meals a day. It was nutty. Because I would have one friend that would be like, I want to go to Burger King. And then they were like, oh, yeah, cool. Then three hours later, oh, I'm going to go. I have another friend be like, oh, I haven't talked about her now. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll roll with you. I'll eat something there, too. How was that? <laughs> okay. So, anyway, that's what I was like. And the way I got out of that is to understand what food is for you. Food is not something for me to be pleasurable. It can, This is for me. And if you are struggling with any of the issues I've been struggling with, this might be a good insight for you to lead you onto the correct path to where you could uh, follow yourself and your needs. Mm -hmm. But this is for me, and I'm sharing my experience, is that I realized that my performance and everything was going down in life from getting good grades. Uh, my grades were dropping in school. Everything was, like, malfunctioning in my life. I went from, like, kind of, like, on top of the world, and then some point when I turned 24, everything went whoop, 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 whoop. flip-flopped everywhere. Just that's what that's yeah. a very interesting flip-flop look. Yeah, I used uh, like and so I changed everything about. Uh, so I started taking things out. I started with breakfast. I started with lunch. Then I moved on to lunch and keeping breakfast the same. And I moved on to dinner, keeping dinner the same. And then I slowly started evolving my flavor profiles and everything like that to establish a new way of eating, a cleaner way of eating. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like that was a bunch of rambled on. It was a lot of information to process, but I get what yeah. you're, where you're coming from. It's interesting. Yeah. So, so, and then, um, I have five valuable tips, only five that would get you turning in that process. And this, and this is mainly for people that were similar to me that were weighing in at like 360, 380, 390, 400. But they were like literally exhausted of their daily routines, exhausted of their lives. I got to the point in my life that nothing tastes good. Jesus. That was, that was weird. Mm -hmm. Because I would eat a pizza pizza from like my favorite pizza place. And it just would not taste good. I don't know why. It was just I couldn't taste anything really. It just all tastes like the same thing. And then a lot of this, and then I figured out there was a lot more stuff wrong with me, which really kicked my ass into gear. But my five tips are for one, document everything you eat in a day, bottom line. Number two, start thinking about the foods that you like. You could change your way of eating, but also don't try to force yourself 
to eat foods you don't like. If you're going to eat green beans, but you hate green beans, why are you eating green beans? <coughs> you, there's other vegetables out there that you can that you can enjoy and get the same benefits from. So, that's the cool thing about vegetables. If you didn't know that, they all have pretty much the same shit in them. It just tastes different. Hmm. Yeah, some of them have different vitamins, minerals, and this that than the other ones, but you can figure that out and get that in your meat or your whatever. Okay. <laughs> or your uh, supplements or whatever you need it in. So number two is eat the food, still eat foods you like, but make them yourself. Enjoy them yourself. Know exactly every ingredient that's going into them. And then the third thing, take it one meal at a time. Do not try to be like, all right, I just got done eating um, at McDonald's for breakfast, taco for lunch, and KFC for dinner. And if you want to make a change, okay, don't be like, oh, I'm going to cut cold turkey on, on all that. You're going to drive yourself insane. You're going to burn out real quick. So just take it one meal at a time. And the reason I'm telling these a little adjustment advice because I was there and I did the whole cold turkey thing. I did all of that stuff before, and I understand where that's coming from. If there is a certain um, fourth, lay down what your goal is actually is. If you're really sluggish in life and you feel mentally unclear and you're just like, what am I doing, going through everything, and if you are thinking about, hey, you know what, my diet and fitness I'm going to be improving because I've heard a lot of good things about if you eat better and work out a lot you enjoy yourself a lot more. You become, you feel better about yourself more. That is half of the battle, yes. And I'll get into that battle next week. But, <laughs> but, um, but four is going to be, right, what is your goal? What is your end goal? Right now, my goal is to drop 260 pounds and do powerlifting tournaments and do Spartan races. That's my goal too. I'd, Get my body to the point where I'm going to do those two things and be at that certain weight to do those things. That is a goal I have clearly stated out. And my biggest goal is hitting 260 and staying at 260. That's my biggest goal hmm. because I was in the eighth grade the last time I weighed 260. <laughs> and then that was forever ago. And the fifth thing is, don't do it for anyone else but yourself. If you're listening to this and you're like, I don't want to eat better, I don't want to do this, I'm happy the way I am, a perfectly fine human being, I'm glad you feel awesome about who you are and you should, and you have every right to feel that way. But if you're like one of those people like me that's like, hey, I need to learn how to, literally learn how to unfuck myself. <laughs> That was, that's, a, it, that's just a very blunt way of putting it, but yes. Like, for me, I, I had to unfuck myself. I, I suffered through a rough breakup, put on 40 pounds. Okay, I put on 20 pounds during that relationship to put on 40 more pounds after the breakup. So there was a huge disconnect between what was going on in the relationship and the aftermath she left me with. But, all in the same, <laughs> I felt really shitty about myself. I felt like I wasn't good enough at that point. But then when I got to this other point 
in life into a realization is like, you know, I have complete control of who I am and who I will be and who I am going to be today. Mm -hmm. Once you get to that point and you understand, make sure you, if there's any changes in your life you want to make, do it for yourself. Do it to make yourself happier. Do it to make yourself feel better about who you are. Do it for yourself that is going to strut down the runway eventually. <laughs> mm -hmm. So those are my five tips on how to change your relationship with food. Just think of your food as fuel for your body. Good to know. Yeah. You gave me a lot to think about. And on that note, um, I'm ready to wrap up for you. Yes, integrity. How do you incorporate integrity in your life, Morgan? Or how do we work on that? How do we start moving the boat? What are like some like three quick and dirty easy t tips to like just move over? I had some, and then you mind fucked me. So now <laughs> just like I'm, I'm like I'm like processing that. How I approach to make decisions for myself with integrity. Um, I would say the first thing is know who you are and what you care about. So like for me, when I get kind of lost in the mix of everything, I write down like, I am Morgan, I do this, I do that. I like write down facts about yourself. And then once you feel like you have a pretty good grasp of who you are, then be like, okay, what, what do I want to have a more integral approach to? And for me, it's my job. And so then I say, um, who do I want to be at my job? And then I write down, I am like this at my job. I stand for this at my job, blah, 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 blah. And I feel like I want to live with integrity in all of my life. And you say, okay, well, if I go to the grocery store and I see somebody sneak candy, for example, that's a moment where you're like, do I just let them be, let them be? Or do I say something to the cashier? And um, that's something that you got to work through yourself. But because there's, I don't think there's really quick, easy steps to have more a more moral and um, integral life but I guess if you don't know what you would do about something I would start by asking yourself like who you are and who do you want to be and write down those facts and then be like okay based off of this I feel in this situation this is the best um, this is the best option for me and that's what I feel good about and just have an honest conversation about something, whatever it is, with yourself and just be like, okay, here's what I need to do based off of this honest conversation. And I guess that's my steps to have more integrity in your life, I suppose. And to make integrable changes yes. in your life yes. is to do the things that other people are not willing to do when no one else is looking. And when it's really hard to do the right thing. And you know when, and that's one thing I've learned of life. When, you, when you're between a fork in the road and you have a, a path that's super easy and you're really good at going that route. And you've been going the same route this whole entire time. And you're pretty much looping back in a circle. And you're on this easy path for a while. And, but then at some point you, get, you return back to that fork in the road. And then 
you really want to go down the other paths you have not explored yet in your explored out in general but you know it's going to be a hard decision to leave everything else behind that you already established on that easy path yeah because you're used to it normally when that decision is hard to make it's usually the time where you make the right decision for yourself mm-hmm. and i guess on that note i'm morgan and i'm brett and for any more self-help shark tips or quick Guides for anything in life, check out selfhelpshark.com slash blog. Thanks for listening, and we'll check in with you guys next week. Continue to find ways to live life fulfilled, and thank you for listening to the Self-Help Shark Network.